Welcome to The Soul's Journey with Tom Jacobs, a fresh look at astrology shaped by channeled wisdom on the soul and its human journey. Enjoy inspirational insights on how to change karma and make changes for the better. And now, here's Tom. Hi, everybody. Welcome to The Soul's Journey. This is Tom Jacobs, your host from tdjacobs.com. And uh, today I have um, an interesting uh, doorway into evolutionary astrology uh, to share with you. And um, last week I announced the release of The Soul's Journey 2, Emotional Archaeology, my new book, and obviously building on The Soul's Journey 1, uh, Astrology, Reincarnation, and Karma with a Medium and Channel. And uh, so I'm in this process of wanting to tell you about all this, but then uh, I went to see this uh, movie the other day. And I'm going to talk about that as well. So this is your, this is your uh, heads up that there may be some bits of of spoiler regarding uh, Atlas or Cloud Atlas, uh, this this new movie from the uh, Wachowskis, and uh, it it has a lot to do with, uh, well, its premise is based in in the multi life journey of soul. Uh, they might not say it quite that way, but I'm going to. So I want to um, give you an inside glimpse into how I analyze charts to look for uh, the soul's journey to talk about how the soul's journey is reflected in charts, kind of combining some of the info from the, these two volumes, uh, the soul's journey volumes. And then I want to talk about how those uh, themes are actually represented in this movie. So don't keep listening if you don't want certain things ruined. I'm not going to tell you everything that happens, but as I talk about certain uh, things unfolding in the story and how certain uh, characters relate to each other, you might not want to, hear it if you're one of those people uh, for whom movies can be spoiled. I happen not to be one of those people, but I'm trying to be respectful of you and your entertainment needs. So I can actually, somebody can tell me every plot twist, and as I watch it unfold, I'm thrilled. <laughs> it doesn't make any difference for me, but I know that uh, I'm certainly in the minority. So first, a quick couple of, uh, a couple of announcements. Uh, the first thing is I'm still hearing from people about scorpionic intensity and things coming up from under the surface. And uh, over a couple of these shows over the last few weeks, I've discussed Saturn and Scorpio and then the sun entering Scorpio and Mercury and uh, the north node being there and how important it is for things to come up under the surface, but also how difficult that can be. And so um, reminding you to get the MP3 from the full moon grounding and release call for the Taurus full moon from uh, from October 29th. You can do that th- uh, through my site. Uh, you can go to the, the calendar entry, tdjacobs.com forward slash time, or you can also um, get that from the homepage. And uh, to release some of the things that are coming up, to introduce some course corrections in calm, you know, calming down in gaining awareness of what's happening, feeling what it is, but then also being able to step consciously uh, into it and through it is incredibly important. So we're all the subjects of scorpionic intensity right now, and uh, it's not going to stop, friends. (laughs) Even after the sun leaves and we're all in Sagittarius uh, for the solar month of Sagittarius at the end of this month, uh, we'll still be dealing with uh, what was coming up for us during, you know, when the last month when Saturn uh, entered uh, Scorpio. So that's the first announcement. The second one is next week, live on the air, I'm going to do a soul's journey soundbite for one lucky listener. And uh, so you can enter this drawing. It's a free drawing for a soundbite. By the end of November 13th, I'll choose a winner on the 14th and then we'll go uh, live on the 15th. There are only two requirements. One is that you know when you were born 
as far as day, month, year, and location at minimum. If you don't have a time of day, it's fine. And the second uh, requirement is that you're able to call in during the show between 6 p.m. and 7 p.m. Pacific. So what's going to happen is I'm going to do the equivalent of a soundbite towards the beginning of the show, which is looking at uh, your chart from the karmic angle. What What is this soul intending that you figure out, Pluto? What families have you chosen to be trained by and what lenses through which do you see the world, the south node? Uh, who do you think you are? Uh, a level of identity beyond sun, moon, rising, and that's the south node ruler by sign. Then the fourth step, what have you not been trained to do? What's foreign territory but you need to get done? And that's the north node. And so I'm going to run through this overview, which I do in all of the Soul's Journey sound bites, um, and I've done about 150 in the last year. Uh, so there are about 150 people running around with this overview of what their soul is in 15 minutes in an MP3 reading. And then after I run through this for about 15 minutes, the winner comes on the air with me live and we discuss. So it's uh, kind of um, taking apart that soundbite, making it real, having the person be able to reflect on life experiences and kind of help us understand how the soundbite actually shows you the overview of your soul's journey and how useful it is. Uh, one of the reasons I'm doing this is because I think that everybody, I feel extremely strongly, forget the word think, that everybody should know what their soul intends that they do. That's incredibly important. It's at the core of everything that I do, whether it's a book, an MP3, this radio show, a podcast, and a blog, an article. Every single thing I do is about getting you in touch with this divine wisdom as explained in this map, which is your birth chart, the map of your energy and consciousness. So uh, it's important for everyone to have it. It's also um, an incredibly insightful gift to give. And we're coming up on that time where people are going to be looking around at, at how they can share something with somebody else. And uh, the Soul's Journey soundbites are an, an incredible gift. You're, you're not only giving the gift of insight, but you're giving uh, the gift of wisdom and the potential uh, for a doorway to open into peace as people understand themselves better and understand how to uh, get to where their souls are trying to get them to go. So that's the uh, that's the second announcement. And then the third announcement, the last one, before we jump into the, uh, the chart as a map of themes in evolutionary astrology, uh, having a reading sale until December 15th. And uh, an hour is normally 125 with me, and that includes channeling. It includes uh, relaying messages from your spirit guides, energy work, of course, karmic astrology or evolutionary astrology, looking into past lives and kind of tying everything together, including past life integration and, as I said, energy work. So until December uh, 15th, $25 off, making it $100 for an hour. Uh, and this is for you and anyone you send to me. Just have them mention this radio show, and, uh, and you'll get that discount. So moving into the first part of the program here, uh, the title of my notes is Evolutionary Astrology Explained. And it's kind of a giant topic. It's kind of a. It's kind of a. It's not just a handing you a piece of paper, but it implies this entire room full of filing cabinets. But uh, what I want to focus on today is that uh, birth charts are, in fact, maps of themes that a soul is uh, learning about through many human lives. As I talk about specifics with people in their birth charts, and I say to them, this, you know, whatever aspect or whatever configuration says that your soul is learning in all these lives about this theme. Let's say, uh, let's say it's moon. And let's say the person has uh, the planet Pluto in Cancer. Well, the soul's intentions for empowerment, which is how I understand Pluto, uh, how the human will become empowered 
and what you have to do in order to feel that life is worth living and that you, you know, that what you did mattered, that will be through the lens of cancer if you have Pluto in cancer. And uh, what that says is that um, the soul intends that you major in moon themes. Now, in that life, you have Pluto in Cancer. It's possible that in a different life, you might have a different uh, Pluto signature, but perhaps your south node ruler is in Cancer, the south node ruler by sign indicating your role. Or perhaps moon aspects figure prominently in your karmic story in different lives. So we're talking about maps of themes, and every chart is a map of themes. So I have Pluto in Libra, but in this in this life I have Pluto in Libra, and I and I do have uh, aspects to that, that that including Venus in Libra. So there's a there's a definite Venusian theme for me in this life. In some other life, I might not have Pluto in Libra. I, I might not have Pluto conjunct Venus or Pluto in one of Venus's houses, second or seventh. It's not literal. So we're talking about these thematic emphases that trout that that uh, that occur across time. So a chart being a map of, of themes, if, I, if, if you know, I'm working with somebody with Pluto and Libra, I understand that Libra is a theme. Right? Venus stuff occupies the person. And, um, but again, in other lives, there can be different chart configurations. And I've gotten this question quite a bit when I teach uh, this method of chart analysis because I say these themes are uncommon and people are wondering if I mean the astrological configurations and aspects if they're uncommon and that's not and that's not the case at all this is explained uh, in detail between these two volumes uh, the soul's journey one and two so i encourage you to get those through my site tdjacobs.com uh, and also kindle and amazon each is available through all three places so we're telling a past life story when we when we do evolutionary astrology and uh, uh, at the time of this airing, actually, uh, this is a pre-record, and I'm actually right now outside of San Diego at Stephen Forrest's apprenticeship program to get my uh, semi-annual brush-up uh, and uh, education uh, and connecting with that community and then hearing uh, Steve's thoughts on charts. Um, and this is a lot of what we do at this workshop, too, is uh, using the chart to tell a past life story. But we always want to focus on the themes, the themes in play. So um, I'm actually going to jump around a little bit. So this is where I'm going to uh, bring in some thoughts on that movie Cloud Atlas this, uh, that's in the theaters now. And um, one of the things that, that jumped out to me – well, I, I, I was drawn to see the movie because I noticed the, the description about the same actors playing uh, different characters who are – connected across time, essentially in multiple lives. And I said, wow, this is really up my alley. I expected, to be honest with you, uh, to find in, um, some inaccuracies, I guess. I'm, you know, whatever, my Jupiter and Capricorn is sometimes critical of, of um, uh, people who aren't uh, necessarily delving into the, the real truthy truth, the real for real truth. But I actually found uh, some inspiration uh, in that movie, and I, um, I'll probably actually go see it again because it, um, it, it stirred some things in me. Some of, the, some of the action and violence was a little difficult. I, I guess I hoped it would focus more on the human relationships because for me – uh, the, the drama that occurs in any given life um, isn't, frankly, as much as what would be crammed into a Hollywood big-budget motion picture, of course. But the relationships between people it, are, are everything. The relationships between souls 
and their embodied selves are everything. So that's a little bit what I want to talk about today. So again, spoiler alert, don't keep listening today uh, if you're concerned about that. But one of these, um, a couple of these characters uh, really stood out to me. In particular, uh, I'm not using any character names because he played five or six characters, but the 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 character is portrayed by by Tom Hanks in in uh, across time in this movie had a theme in common. And if you've seen the movie, you'll I want you to kind of understand it in terms of what I'm telling you because um, the the creators and producers of the movie actually seem tapped into this and seem to understand uh, more about this than um, you know people who are making movies tend you would expect them to. But um, this character. And in each of the times we see that character, the person is uh, focused on responsibility. And the way that that is portrayed is accurate. So if you see this movie, I want you to understand that um, this, the, the, the characters that, that that actor plays are all over the map regarding responsibility, responsibility for, for others and, and fulfilling some kind of commitment, uh, all over the map. Um, in, in one part of the timeline, uh, the actor plays a doctor who is actually uh, poisoning somebody. The theme of responsibility, perhaps uh, not with morality or a sense of um, ethical uh, medical care behind it, but responsibility nonetheless. In another one, uh, he is um, part of a group of people who comes under attack and he's unable to uh, unable to save uh, some pe- people he cares about, people in his community he's connected to, and um, and they come to uh, an unhappy end. And again, the theme of responsibility, he was not able to help them. He was not able. The, the situation was such that he couldn't follow through on what we would think of as a positive model of responsibility. Uh, in, in another uh, part of the timeline, another storyline within the movie, he is able to take responsibility for something and follow through on it. So there, there's this thing where if your soul signs up for to learn about the theme of responsibility, the, the patterns in the chart over time will vary. Perhaps in this life, you have a south node in Capricorn. Perhaps in this other life, you have Pluto in the 10th house in Saturn's house. And perhaps in another life, you have uh, Saturn itself square the nodes in, in any sign, in any house, meaning this theme of Saturn, of responsibility, is emphasized. So that I found uh, really, really wonderful, and, and frankly, in, in similar ways that I found certain thoughts behind uh, certain thoughts behind and within uh, the Matrix trilogy, which is from the, uh, which is from the same uh, people. The Wachowskis, uh, I found that inspirational in certain ways too. For the same reasons, they seem to understand uh, certain things. They seem to be tapped in, uh, frankly, to perhaps some of the same sources I'm tapped into, and that's uh, that's always nice to see. Uh, it was always nice to see that uh, explored in entertainment. Um, so, so this this theme idea, uh, these maps of themes, and essentially in your field, you know, in your energetic field, which is to say your consciousness across time, the soul has certain uh, edicts in play, certain messages uh, that are uh, established and that are being broadcast. This person needs to know about this theme. We'll continue with that after our first break. Stay with me.
2012 is here. To evolve now, we must understand ourselves on all levels. It's time to live more consciously, release the past, heal our emotions, and develop solid boundaries going forward. What's the bottom line? We need to be present. A Living in the Present Tense Astrology Report by Tom Jacobs explores four points in your birth chart to help you upgrade your experience of energy and emotion. Pluto, Chiron, Lilith, and the asteroid Lucifer as Lightbringer are explained to help you heal and experience your multidimensional self. Readers call this report amazing, beautifully written, right on the mark. Join others living in the present tense today. Order your report through tdjacobs.com. Did you know that you can rate this show on iTunes? The show you're listening to right now. It's true. You can leave your thoughts about the show, the topic, the guest. You can even leave a suggestion. Then before you leave, rate the show. The hosts love hearing from you, so next time you download this show from iTunes, leave your thoughts and rate the show for the host and for others. The way you're wired is no accident. Your soul has divine intentions for this life. Understanding those intentions can bring greater peace and harmony to your world. A Soul's Journey soundbite from astrologer and channel Tom Jacobs is a 15-minute MP3 reading on your major life themes. Tom's unique approach to astrology sheds light on the big picture of you, your values, passions, fears, and family dynamics as divinely designed by your soul. Gift yourself and others with insight and understanding by ordering your Soul's Journey soundbite today at tdjacobs.com. Welcome back to The Soul's Journey. My name is Tom Jacobs, your host, and you can find me on the web at tdjacobs.com. And today I'm talking about um, giving you a little bit of an inside track on uh, the methodology and philosophy behind uh, evolutionary astrology, which looks at how people change over time, both in any given life as well as uh, multiple lives over across time. And I'm also uh, talking a little bit about uh, the movie Cloud Atlas, which is which is in theaters. And uh, talking about these maps of themes, the chart is a map of themes. And, um, and I do want to give you some some kind of off-the-cuff insights into using the nodes in Pluto to tell past life stories. I think that um, when when we look at a chart, of course, there are so many different ways that we can see it, innumerable ways that we can interpret a chart. And often when I'm tutoring people, they say, there are so I'm coming to you. Because I hope you can help me simplify how I approach a chart because there are so many different things. I've heard this. I've heard that. I've read this. I found this other thing to be true that I never read. How do I manage this, this you know, vast field of information? All the different possible things. And, and I often make the joke that especially when you know, we have a, a caller a reading on the air that, uh, that's very you know, short, five or ten minutes, and I say I could talk about this for ten hours with you. I could get into your chart with you for that long because there's so much going on. But um, I offer this four-step method of chart analysis, which I've adapted from uh, what I've learned from uh, Stephen Forrest's training. And uh, that, that's the method that forms the basis of the Soul's Journey Volumes 1 and 2 and also all the other volumes that will that will come down the road, uh, hint, hint. And, um, but looking at a chart, 
you know, how can we see a past life story in a chart? And the answer is, well, I mean, if I tell you, oh, use this four-step process, that's actually sometimes not enough information if you don't understand that the chart is actually a map of themes. So this is one of the missing pieces of info. So if you're sitting there uh, and you're not that familiar with evolutionary astrology, but perhaps very familiar, very practiced at uh, other kinds of astrology or, or any other kind of astrology, um, it's, it's important for you to understand that you know, when you look at a chart to see a past life story, you're actually looking for themes and then you create a story out of themes. There's, there's actually a particular configuration that's um, been coming up uh, quite a bit lately, and including one uh, one uh, of the student examples or, or participant examples in the Soul's Journey 2, because the book is a, a transcription of a two-day intensive workshop uh, I gave to people called Emotional Archaeology. And so we dug uh, down through the strata of uh, layers of emotion and history and experience and the meaning attached to it, which is karma beliefs about why things happen, and uh, dusted off little pieces and categorized them and understood what was truly happening and then put them in the proper framework, put them in the proper uh, filing cabinet or group of, of items. And we did a little archaeology on their emotions, and, and one of the people has um, the signature that I have several ongoing clients who have this, and so it, it kind of is on my mind, and it's a kind of a fascinating story. And it, people born um, this particular few month period in 1959 where the South Node's in Aries, and Saturn in Capricorn is square the nodes. So obviously the North Node is in Libra, uh, and then we can you know piece in all the other things together too. And then these people have Pluto and Virgo. So talking about a map of themes, what I see is that the South Node is in Aries. And then I see the South Node ruler in its own particular sign. Uh, and this particular person I'm thinking of uh, uh, has – actually, yeah, the book is out. I can, I can tell you all this uh, – I was trying to respect confidentiality and privacy, but <laughs> the book is published. It's available. Uh, this example is Glenna, who actually recently agreed to come on the show with me uh, in a few weeks or month and uh, and, dis- and discuss uh, her approach to evolutionary astrology as well as uh, her, her experience in the workshop so you can hear more about the book uh, and what it's like to go through that process with me. Um, and so, you know, her South Node ruler is in is in Gemini, and then Pluto's in Virgo, and this Saturn and Capricorn square the nodes. And what what you have is people shaped by an Arian experience, like an Aries experience, South Node in Aries. Something in the family system is is going on that uh, is Aries in nature, and therefore the soul says, yes, that is the right family system for me because I need to keep being trained by people, South Node, who have this kind of energy going on. So her south is in Aries. And then um, Saturn and Capricorn square the nodes is about responsibility. It's about maturity and the work ethic. And what, what kind of adult is important to be? What, what does it mean to be moral? What does it mean to be responsible for things? And, and what's the right role of uh, criticism and judgment? And what is the right kind of parent like? All these questions that come up with the square to the nodes, particularly with that one. And also what's the right role of work? So that's all we see, and I'm just going to focus on those two symbols, the South Node in Aries and then uh, the, the Saturn in Capricorn. And um, as we look at – and there are lots of people who have this signature because uh, Saturn's a slow-moving planet, and the South Node was in this sign for about, you know, about a year and a half. So there are a number of people who have this signature born uh, around this time. And 
they happen to have these themes in common is one of the things to say. Um, but so we know that she's coming from an Aries incubator, right? Her first steps in life are taken in an Aries environment. Whether that's positive or negative, we don't know. Uh, but we all have wonderful experiences and negative experiences with our South nodes. And so it's, uh, you know, and if somebody is needing astrological counseling in some way, you're looking for the thing that feels like it went wrong. So it's reasonable to look at the negative side of Aries. It's it's fair to do that, understanding that she's been shaped by all these things, but she probably remembers the difficult things more. Any client would with the with the South Node there. Not that it was all terrible, but we tend to remember what didn't feel great. We tend to get imprinted uh, by that a little more directly. So. Uh, so that's what we know. So we can say that, uh, generally speaking, with a, with a south node in Aries, uh, things are happening in an Aries way. Well, that can be quick, fast. That can be uh, fiery. That can be violent. That can be um, uh, – there can be a lot of rescuing and defense of self and other going on. Uh, there can be a lot of assertion in a wonderful way. Or there could be a lot of aggression in a difficult way. And we have to understand that she's coming from that, and that's kind of the whole picture. Um, but before, you know, before I make up a story, this is kind of what I want to get at, how I make up a story for a person, telling the story through the themes and then how I make up a story. Um, and it's, inc- it's critical to, to, to understand this aspect of evolutionary astrology. Uh, I, I think that just saying, well, we should focus on Pluto and the nodes – I think that's easy to say, but it is a different paradigm to work with the chart as a, a map of energy and consciousness, and that's what uh, evolutionary astrology has been uh, has been doing and, and is uh, is creating for people. So uh, I love explaining this to people. So here we are. So I'm not going to make any decisions about what that Aries South Node might mean as far as a particular life experience. Like, I'm not going to assume that her family is full of firemen and rescuers and people who save kittens from trees. Certainly a little cartoon-like, but that's possible with the South Node Aries. Uh, I'm not going to assume that everybody is uh, violent or that uh, nobody thinks straight, because Aries can also indicate respond, having to respond to things quickly and instinctively. I'm not going to make any assumptions about that until I also look at these aspects. So then I see a Capricorn-Saturn square the nodes – and I know right off the bat that maturity, morality, responsibility, uh, caring for others in a concrete way, you know, kind of practical side of nurturing, uh, and what it, the right role of work, and what it means to be the right kind of adult, the simplest square of the nodes. So that tells me about this South Node system. So basically, if I look at that area South Node on its own, I'm looking. Uh, at a broad field of possibilities. But as I look more specifically and I add one more symbol, it helps me understand whatever Aries stuff is happening and all the things that are happening in an Aries way, maturity is confusing. Square the nodes means that it's an unresolved issue. It probably confuses the person. And often I say that there could be seven or eight core principles about that energy that you would need to, to learn in order to really feel confident about it and healthy and be successful with it. Uh, but you may know four or five. So there are there's a handful that you don't know. And because we're talking about an aspect to the, the nose of the moon, 
this talks about what was going on in your family system. So it's your karma, but it's a karma you share with your family. So this is, uh, you know, knowing that responsibility, protection, adult, and ethics and morality are square the nodes. That tells me more about what was going on or what could be going on in the South than in Aries. So this is how I build a story step by step. And um, it's, uh, it's, it's very interesting for me to look at uh, people who have – people who are born in uh, similar time frames to look at uh, the intentions that are shared in common. And before – well, when I was in the process of writing The Soul's Journey 1, I was looking around for a couple of different ways to tell this kind of story. And, uh, and one of the things I was looking at was, was picking certain uh, – a handful of people that were well-known, celebrity charts. I ended up going a different way with it, but, but uh, looking at people who were born, for example, during November of, of one particular year and picking like three well-known people that we could, we could analyze their charts and, and, um, uh, and look at these particular signatures that are in common, though, of course, the houses will – very likely uh, be different, right? The ascendant and the angles and, and the house placements will be different. But to say that, uh, I think one of the times was, I want to say it was November of 1947. And um, I hope I'm remembering this correctly, but we had Catherine Deneuve and uh, Sam Shepard and Billie Jean King were the three examples that, that I had in that. And, um, and they each had Pluto and Leo on the Leo North Node. And so just looking at that, in it, that by itself, you know, an Aquarius South Node and then Pluto and Leo, but on the North Node, and that would mean that the Plutonian empowerment through creative expression, through being an individual, through creativity, and through um, expressing unique opinions, wasn't really experienced a lot in different lives. And I had three of these. Uh, I had three of these time periods, and that was one of them. And you know how each of those people expresses that differently, but at the soul level, they happen to have in common this particular need to learn things. One of the things that, that is, uh, has really spurred my uh, mental process and verbal reaction reactivity processes over the years is when we look at a chart and we look for specifics before we understand the thematic emphases. I, I remember in LA once I went to a class at a, at a pretty well-known uh, place uh, that people went to for classes and it was very well known and we, and they were uh looking this particular week that i went at uh, tom cruise's chart and maybe it was around his birthday or or something uh, some major life event for him but they were looking at his chart and they were looking at it in terms of the roles that he had chosen to date and um oh that this role was good for him because he has this in his chart well he's an actor it's, that just didn't make any sense to me. It still doesn't. <laughs> but, but um, you know, he's an actor. He's choosing to do different things, and we can't see his roles in his chart. We might see his motivation for his profession. We might see his need to be heard or expressed or whatever in his chart, but we're not going to be able to see, you know, the risky business character in his chart. It's absurd. So, but if you understand the, the themes of the chart, then you can understand more about specific choices the person makes. But if we get to specifics first, we 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 lose. You know, we lose the chance to uh, to really understand where a person is coming from. Now, back to this example I'm using uh, in this 1959 uh, time, where we have uh, the Southland and Aries 
and then Saturn and Capricorn square the nodes. Uh, if we we can take any particular life experience that a person has with that aspect, you know, with that configuration, and we can in fact confuse it. So confuse it for what's really happening. So you know, if there was an issue with responsibility in this person's family, we shouldn't assume that the way it manifested was is in common to all people who had that signature. And this is one of the things that gets us off track from really getting how to use astrology uh, in, in seriously impactful ways to change our lives. And it's when we look at um, you know, Uranus square the nodes, if we assume that the person is a rebel and that that's what's gotten the person into trouble, then we're going to be right about half the time. If we assume that person is a wallflower and did not rebel – that's what the per- got the person in trouble. Again, we're taking a gamble on 50, 50%. It's the same as saying you're a Pisces, so you're sensitive. Or you're an Aries, so you're bold. You're a Leo, you must be loud. We're going to miss the mark much of the time because we're basically dealing in stereotypes. We're, we're taking something specific and trying to make a, a grand rule out of it. If we understand... The, the generalities approach, I don't want to say it necessarily that way, but gosh, I just did. Hmm. Well, I don't want to say that it's about generalities, but it's about these themes that cover much ground that set us up to understand the specifics that a person experiences. I want to give you a couple examples of, um, of, of this Aries south node with Saturn and Capricorn square the nodes. Again, forgetting the rest of the chart, so I'm not even giving you any, any birth data, just talking about this in general. Um, the south node in Aries perhaps people there have experienced violence and then you can imagine what can come from that right you can kind of set that up perhaps you know perhaps uh, they're shaped literally by war or perhaps you know um, different generations have the experience of war from one side or the other whether actually fighting or waiting for someone to come home or losing people right that kind of something um uh, uh perhaps that's what it is let's just let's just say that let's say a family shaped by war Saturn and Capricorn square the nodes can function as uh, an indicator that um, elders are not present in that family, right? The right number of elders, the, the right way to understand the aging process, like respecting age might not be something that happens a lot because uh, people, so many people have died in war that the, the balance is towards younger people. Like this is one possibility. Another possibility, uh, let's say the South and in Aries really talks about people who um, rescue and defend others. You know, I made the joke earlier about a family full of firefighters and others who rescue kittens from trees. And uh, I still like that joke. I said it twice. I'm, I might do it again. Um, but in that case, Saturn and Capricorn square the nodes would say that responsibility – well, for all of these things, responsibility is an issue. Perhaps in that kind of a family, maybe it shows up as uh, the people in the family system are busy rescuing anybody who needs it but actually caring for the family unit in a concrete, mature, nurturing way, concrete, nurturing way. Uh, practicalities of what's my responsibility to my family, that might be the unresolved issue. So you might have a family system where people are busy helping others, which is an Aries South Node thing, responding to the needs of others, responding uh, to emergencies too, of various kinds. But then uh, duty and responsibility towards family, Saturn square the South Node, might be the issue. 
You might also have uh, parents being vacant, whether through death or uh, jobs that take them far away or, or families splitting up and people being separated because the issue uh, like responsibility and the right way to grow up, which is one of the things that Saturn models for us when it's healthy, that is missing. That's an unresolved issue. So there are so many uh, varieties of, of ways that these things can be expressed. So if I look at someone's chart and I see Saturn and Capricorn square the Aries South node and the person says to me, uh, well, you know, my parents were so involved in the community and the neighborhood that what we as kids needed, me and my siblings, just really didn't seem to matter that much. Then I'm not going to chalk that up to oh, bam, that's what that signature means. This is a, it's an important point. It's subtle, but it's important. What I'm going to do is I'm going to say, yes, that is one of the ways that this particular theme can come out. So I'm always focusing on themes. And we'll continue uh, with this when we come back from our second break. wired is no accident your soul has divine intentions for this life understanding those intentions can bring greater peace and harmony to your world a soul's journey soundbite from astrologer and channel tom jacobs is a 15 minute mp3 reading on your major life themes tom's unique approach to astrology sheds light on the big picture of you your values passions fears and family dynamics as divinely designed by your soul Gift yourself and others with insight and understanding by ordering your soul's journey soundbite today at tdjacobs.com. Did you know that you can rate this show on iTunes? The show you're listening to right now. It's true. You can leave your thoughts about the show, the topic, the guest. You can even leave a suggestion. Then before you leave, rate the show. The hosts love hearing from you, so next time you download this show from iTunes, leave your thoughts and rate the show for the host and for others. Twenty twelve is here. To evolve now, we must understand ourselves on all levels. It's time to live more consciously, release the past, heal our emotions, and develop solid boundaries going forward. What's the bottom line? We need to be present. A Living in the Present Tense Astrology Report by Tom Jacobs explores four points in your birth chart to help you upgrade your experience of energy and emotion. Pluto, Chiron, Lilith, and the asteroid Lucifer as Lightbringer are explained to help you heal and experience your multidimensional self. Readers call this report amazing, beautifully written, right on the mark. Join others living in the present tense today. Order your report through tdjacobs.com. Welcome back to The Soul's Journey. My name is Tom Jacobs. I'm your host. And you can find me on the web at tdjacobs.com. Uh, today on the program, I'm discussing some of the uh, kind of the insider's track to understanding uh, some subtle details about evolutionary astrology and how to see life experiences in charts. 
So uh, we just were exploring this idea of a south, uh, not giving specific birth time, uh, but looking at uh, the south node in Aries and then Saturn and Capricorn square the nodes. And this is a signature that's from a portion of a 1959 uh, that, that people who were born during that time uh, have. And um, not every not every single one of them, but, but a, a good number of them do. And uh, it's talking about different ways that can be expressed. So building on what, what I just explored for any individual, you know, I don't say when somebody gives me a discrete example, I don't assume that that signature is going to mean that in the future. I chalk it up to this theme can be expressed this way, you know, looking at ma- charts as maps of themes. And the next uh, layer of this is to start to create a story by playing with possibilities. And I gave you a couple examples, uh, you know, uh, families full of rescuers, family commitments aren't followed through on, uh, parents aren't there, uh, families shaped by war, elderhood is missing. You know, this the quality of age it might be missing from a family. And these are just three possible experiences. Well, then when we talk about past lives, uh, I always focus on the the truth that from the soul's perspective, the soul exists outside time. And from the soul's perspective, all lives are happening simultaneously. As I describe in the in the Soul's Journey 1 and 2, these two books, uh, I'm uh, encouraging you to, to read so you can open to this perspective and really understand the full thought process, the full vision. Um, I get the image of a soul sitting in a conference room in front of a bank of monitors on a screen. This is actually how uh, my guides in Jehudi have kind of worked with me on this image. And the soul is sitting there at this conference table, and uh, and the guidance team is there, uh, the spirit guides, the helpers, other souls that are going to play a part in this journey. And uh, the plan is kind of drawn up, and yeah, uh, let's say it's the moon theme I mentioned earlier, uh, Pluto and Cancer. Well, this Cancerian theme is going to get played out in a bunch of different lives in different ways. Uh, the first layer of this was talking about the varied kinds of signatures. Maybe in one life it's Pluto in Cancer. Maybe another life it's a south node in Cancer. Maybe it's a planet in Cancer square the nodes, or maybe uh, it's a south node ruler in Cancer, but or 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 the Moon itself aspecting Pluto, the south node or the south node ruler. And so these variety of themes. And then the next step of it is understanding that from the soul's perspective. All these things are happening simultaneously. So if moon, if Cancerian stuff is a theme for you, then it's a theme for you across time. And in some life, it's happening all about family. In some life, which is one part of the Cancerian archetype, in some life it's happening about your willingness to express emotion or to feel. In some other life, it's about security. In some other life, it's about safety. Probably these overlap over many lives, uh, highly likely. But there are certain focuses in different lives. And so as I'm looking at any chart to tell the past life story, I include this um, uh, broad statement, you know, you're all over the map with each of these themes, and I give words to it. So if it's a Cancerian theme, there are lives where you're focused on safety and security, and you just can't have it. There are other lives where it's all you want, and you have it, and everything's wonderful. You know, and if, you know, it's just kind of like, uh, because to learn about these themes, we have to learn about all sides of them. And from my perspective, uh, this is a key to how I do evolutionary astrology. I look at each person as an energetic being who exists across time. I happen to be sitting with, um, you know, Fred Smith or, or, or Jane Winters here in front of me. You know, I happen to be sitting with this particular individual who has a story. 
right? This person's Cancerian theme came out with a relationship with mother or a relationship with home that was, uh, you know, that didn't happen or that was taken away or, or, or land that lost value, that kind of loss of security. Uh, that person has this, but I, I endeavor at all times to help that particular individual see the big picture. That's expanding consciousness, which is really what I do. On my astrology medium channel, that's that's great. But what I really do is try to connect you to soul so that your uh, consciousness can be expanded. When that happens, you can learn to make different choices. And if I say to you, you've been all over the map with this moon stuff, you can start to make peace with why you've had difficult experiences with moon stuff. And that's the first step is making peace once you understand that all these things are you're all over the map. You have skills, but you also have a carried forward difficulty, tension, stress, confusion, pain, worrisome issues, concerns, anxieties, etc. Um, but for you to be able to sort through it also requires that you acknowledge you've been all over the map. Because, again, we focus, we tend to remember because we're deep, more deeply imprinted by painful things. Joyous things come to us and we feel wonderful and then they might go away and we're sad. But painful things come to us and we're deeply imprinted by them if we assign any meaning to why they've happened. That's kind of a little tangent, but uh, kind of explains a little more about uh, about my approach to karma. But um, these maps of themes in the chart and this... Uh, uh, need to understand how things are happening from a bird's eye view, right? From a global perspective, connecting you to soul, I think is critically important. And so if I look at that South and Aries with Saturn and Capricorn square the nodes as absent father or, um, you know, something like that specific, then I'm not as able to be open to hear how you actually experience it. So, um, as I study a chart before a reading, I'm studying the maps of themes, and I'm studying how transits and progressions and solar arcs, uh, and, and sometimes if by request, you know, solar returns and uh, relocation, you know, how these things play in. But I always treat a chart as a map of energetic themes in that consciousness, what that soul intends the person uh, learn about over many lives. Now I want to shift gears a little bit. And go back to talking a little about Cloud Atlas and these relationships between people. Um, that's kind of what I expected to see more of. And what I did see, I, I felt was uh, great. Uh, uh, and um, perhaps uh, other other projects in the future would, would go into this a little more if they're not big budget action uh, features. But um, – the relationships between people across time, it is all – like our lives, uh, one of the things from the movie someone says uh, several times uh, is uh, our lives are not our own. And to some degree this is true because while we set out to have this experience, uh, our souls actually set out to help other souls. There is this vast conspiracy of love between souls that – it determines what teachers come in and out of our lives, when, where, how, and why. And um, in the movie, there's this depiction of, again, I'm going to go back to the, the Tom Hanks character and his relationship with uh, the characters played by, by Halle Berry. And uh, just thinking of uh, two particular threads in the story, uh, in, in one thread, uh, they, they meet – he helps her do something, they bond, they eventually become life partners, married, whatever, and they have a family. Uh, in this other life, they meet, they know each other for a very little, short period of time, 
maybe it's an hour, two or three. It's part of one day. Um, and in both, in both meetings, in both of these parts of the timeline, the opportunity for him is to help her do something that she's seeking to do. Right, so both of these characters played by this one actress are seeking to do something, but she needs this other person to do it. She needs this person. That's very common. I'm going to show up and I'm going to need something, and you're going to show up and have the choice to help me or not. And uh, in one of the storylines, he doesn't want to help her because of other circumstances. Uh, in one of, in one of the timelines, he he decides that he has to. Ultimately, in both he does, uh, or at least in the in the one where he resisted, he does decide eventually to do it, uh, again, because of circumstance. But this notion of this uh, web between souls, if I'm going to ask you to do something for me, and then you, as a human, will have the opportunity to say yes or no, that is uh, how everything works here. Now, this conspiracy of love, or at least between people, this conspiracy of love, uh, it's important to note that the souls love each other. And then we get into uh, the human personalities sometimes conflicting or having tension and not being able to get along well, but the souls always love each other. It's a conspiracy of love outside time. So everybody who's had a positive or negative impact on you in a significant way is actually participating with you in uh, this conspiracy of love. In one of these, uh, as I said, in one of these, they're life partners and – in another one, they know each other for a very, very brief period of time uh, before he, uh, the, his character passes away. And uh, there is a significance to their meeting in each of these stories, and that's also how it happens. Like I, I think back to people that I've met in this life who there's a certain resonance or a certain vibration that is very – uh, grabs my attention. I, I can't escape it. And I sometimes get to know that person more, and sometimes I don't. Uh, for those people whom I have gotten to know better, uh, I'm able eventually to sense into some of these past life dynamics that we share together. And I've gotten to the place where I'm able to, um, how do you say this, like read between the lines about the contract that we have together. When I do readings for people, I'm able to see the contracts more clearly than for myself, uh, to be honest with you, which it makes sense as we, as we do readings for each other whether, or for ourselves, whether astrology or intuitive or anything else, we, um, uh, we find sometimes blind spots. And so I'm able to read between the lines in my own relationships and then directly for other people. Um, and those people, I, sometimes I wonder what's going on in the other part of the timeline with the person I had that great connection with but I never saw again. Uh, and in this story, it's really depicted well because that's how it happens. Maybe in this life I knew you for three hours and there was an opening. Maybe there was an attraction on uh, romantic, sexual, physical, or intellectual, or spiritual, or all of it together. Maybe there wasn't attraction. Maybe we just energetically felt like we should interact. Whatever it was, it's attraction. But, uh, you know, the, the ways that we impact each other across time, uh, it's all about helping each other. And there are also times I want to say, uh, in closing this part of the this part of the show up, that uh, there are times when the best thing I can do for you is not help you in the way that your human self asks. So this is a very common thread across time too. And uh, it might be easy if we think about these these couple of characters where where this this in these couple of threads this. Um, individual, this woman is seeking help from the man and he, um, 
you know, either can or can't help her, but sometimes it will serve her well not to be helped. And so this is also part of the agreements between souls. There are four trillion gazillion things about this to talk about. And where you should start are uh, the two books, Soul's Journey 1 and Soul's Journey 2, Emotional Archaeology. Uh, start there and then um, keep your eyes peeled for more and keep listening to the show because I'm going to be exploring a lot of these themes as we unfold this longer Soul's Journey story. So to wrap things up, I want to tell you, uh, reiterate some of those announcements from the beginning. Uh, first, um, that Soul's Journey 2 Emotional Archaeology is uh, brand new as of last week, uh, and it furthers the story told in uh, Volume 1. I also want to remind you to get the MP3 of the Full Moon Call from October 29th with all the Scorpionic tension, releasing energy, doing a deep grounding meditation, releasing blocks, getting energy work from the Ascended Master, even listening to the recording long after it's over. As long as that recording exists, uh, that space is held and Jehudi will come to you and do energy work for you. Um, then we also have the drawing to win a free Souls Journey soundbite live on the air. Uh, you can see my blog, ttjacobs.com slash blog for details about that. Uh, enter by the end of 13th of November. When are chosen on the 14th, and then we'll do this live on the air uh, one week from today, uh, the 15th of uh, November. And then the very last announcement to tell you is that until December 15th, I'm doing a discount for you. If you mention the radio show, you get a $25 off an hour-long reading uh, when you mention the show. And that includes uh, channeling the Ascended Master. It includes energy work. It includes uh, karmic astrology. If you want to hear the long version of what your soul's here to do, I can do that, as well as uh, communicating with your spirit guides and doing energy work for you and clearing out chakras. Uh, so you can read all about that at tdjacobs.com. Make sure you mention uh, mention this show. Thanks for joining me on The Soul's Journey. My name is Tom Jacobs, and you can read more about my work and keep in touch with me uh, through tdjacobs.com, as well as Facebook and Twitter, and you can check out uh, over 20 videos on YouTube as well. Thanks for joining me. See you next week. You've been listening to The Soul's Journey with Tom Jacobs, a fresh look at astrology and soul inspired by channeled wisdom. For more information, tune in every Thursday at 6 p.m. Pacific. Connect with Tom directly via www.tdjacobs.com. That's tdjacobs.com.